0: Welcome to the Know Your Rights podcast with Orlando Attorneys Albert
1: Bazzotti and Joel Osborne from the Bazzotti and Osborne Law Firm.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Know Your Rights podcast. I am here with Orlando Attorneys Albert Bazzotti and Joel Osborne from Bazzotti Osborne Law Firm. Gentlemen, say hello to our audience today.
1: Hey, everybody. How you doing? Hey, how you guys doing?
0: This week, the attorneys want to get into some evidentiary issues that are presented in court. We're going to look specifically at one case, which is everywhere right now in the news, and that's the case with New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft, who was arrested and charged with soliciting a prostitute last month. If we're talking about evidence in the court of law, what is the process that goes on?
1: Well, like, like, dealing like because we're going to deal with the Robert Kraft case today and uh, one of the major talking points uh, evidentiary issue is this video evidence. So it's not just as easy as many people think it is. You just play a, a video for the judge or the jury and it just automatically comes in. There's a lot of fine tuning little points that comes into play. First of all, the person that actually is on the stand, there has to be someone to authenticate that video. You can't just play a video and not have a witness there. That actually can get that into evidence. Someone that has not actual knowledge that of what's going on, when the events happen, the actual dates um, that it's a fair and accurate representation of actually what happened on that date. And then you you might have uh, different types of objections, and but but that's pretty much the process of, of how to get something into court. Um, would you agree with that, Joel? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, Angelo, to break it down, you know, uh, not too in depth you know, for evidence to be entered, it has to be admissible. And, you know, just like anything in court, you know, there's a ton of rules, you know, there's Florida rules of evidence, you know, there's a ton of, ton of evidence, uh, evidentiary rules. So for something to have to, to get into court, it must satisfy all those rules. Um, and then it can come into, yeah, it's just, it's so much things, you know, probative value. can't, you know, outweigh the, uh, the, the, you know, the substantial harm it will cause. The jury. I mean, there's just so many. So, so basically sure. it all depends is evidence admissible or inadmissible. And in the whole trial picture, you know, from start to finish Angelo, this comes in pretrial. So before the jury hears the case, you know, the attorneys will argue this out and uh, the judge, not the jury will make the rule you know the judge will determine these evidentiary uh uh decisions not the jury and this will all be hammered out before the case in chief is presented to the jury so basically you're arguing angelo at the end of the day is something admissible or Fill it in for me, former state prosecutor.
1: Not <laughs> invisible, invisible right? Let me, let me ask yeah. you this, Joel. Like, can, specific, can, can a judge rule um, keeping some evidence out and maybe some in? So can he like split the baby, per se, on yeah. certain issues? He can.
2: Yes, definitely.
1: Yes. If we're talking about like a video, per se, if there's like a a recording of some sort of events, um, you're pretty much saying if the judge has a problem with um, some maybe like 30 seconds of it or something, he could actually have the state or the other parties uh, redact that part of the video.
2: Well, no, the judge still has to follow the rules of evidence, too. He cannot make up rules of evidence. So for completeness and stuff like that, he can't the judge can't make up rules of evidence. He has to follow the elements, you know, for, for whatever evidence is entered, you know, there's so many different types of rules. The judge still has to follow the rules, but you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these uh, rules um, it's a weight, you know, it's a, a balance and the judge makes the ultimate decision.
0: All of that's interesting because that leads us to the case that we're going to discuss today. Again, the case of Robert Kraft. So let's quickly go over some of the facts that we have now. Police and prosecutors are alleging that Kraft was driven to the spa by a chauffeur. It was in Jupiter, if I remember correctly, gentlemen. Um, yep, this correct. occurred on January 20th before the Patriots Super Bowl. Kraft is allegedly on video getting sexual acts performed on him, then paying the masseuse. I think I think it said right now it was at least one hundred dollar bill and then some other bill. Uh, He's charged with two counts of solicitation to commit prostitution misdemeanor charges. Now, before we get into this, I when I when I first read this, what really shocked me was the level of detail that they have on there describing the video. And it seems like it's pretty damning evidence. So to a lay person. I read that and I go, oh, man, this seems like an open and shut case, right? The 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 way they're describing the video. Now, I haven't seen the video, but the way they're describing that video, it sounds as if an act was performed, correct? And there was money exchange. So uh, talk me through these facts, gentlemen. Is this is there something more there that I'm not getting
2: here? Let me let me start with this, Angelo. Let me start with this. In 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 Florida, um, you know, there's there's basically two types of of, you know, uh, searches and seizures. There's warrantless, you know, ones with no warrant and ones with a warrant. So we first have to start out and, you know, tell the listeners the cops did have a warrant in this one, didn't they, Albert? This is with a warrant. Correct. Okay. So this is, this is a search, a seizure. It's a search. It's not a seizure. It's a search with a warrant. So this isn't a warrantless search. The reason I I highlight that is because when you talk about warrantless searches, you can just talk about a bevy of exceptions. That's when we can get into the search incidents to arrest, the, you know, the Terry stops, like we're we're not getting into that today. We're just talking about a, a, a search that was done with a warrant. The reason why, um, you know, it's, you know, we can, we can kind of have interest interesting discussion is it's cause it's the video surveillance. Um, how they did the video surveillance, you know, people that were recorded that weren't, uh, performing sex acts. It was basically everybody. Um, you know, and, uh, we've actually, me and Albert have looked at the motion to suppress that's been, that's, you know, been filed. And, uh, you know, we're going to kind of break it down for you. But to start out, though, Angela, does that kind of make sense, though, that this is a search that was, um, you know, uh, procured with a warrant? Okay, absolutely. Yes. Excellent. Excellent.
0: How does Kraft move forward from this? He put this uh, suppression of evidence in. Walk me through exactly what that is and how
2: that's going to help him in this case. So even warrantless or, you know, warrantless or warrant searches, they have to be constitutionally valid. And if they're not constitutionally valid, Angelo, they'll be excluded. There's something called the exclusionary rule. So if a search isn't done properly, just like evidence, there's a bunch of rules. If you don't follow the rules, then that evidence will not be, you know, it will not be admissible. It will not be allowed to be presented to a jury. It's not constitutionally valid. You know, all of these criminal cases are so interesting because so many constitutional, um, you know, uh, protections spring into place. So, uh, um, you know, that's where you know why Robert Kraft is filing this uh, motion to suppress, because if the warrant, you know, if it wasn't done correctly, if it wasn't particular enough, if it was too too broad, if it was too intrusive, um, you know, then it will be kept out um, by this. This rule it's called the exclusionary rule, the fruit of the poisonous tree. If some type of search is unconstitutional, you cannot use that evidence in the
1: case in chief. Is that right, Albert? Jill, and what's really important what's really important in this case is the video evidence this is the whole cases the state's case this video evidence and this is why it's so interesting and mr craft and his attorney doesn't want that evidence to come out number one because it's very very damning it's going to show it's going to match up the elements to show certain acts were performed which would give the state in their opinion proof beyond a reasonable doubt that the acts were committed which would Find Mr. Kraft guilty of these crimes, but what's also important that he doesn't want that out. He's the owner of the New England Patriots, one of the most valuable NFL franchises in not just in, in just in America, but also he's very successful. Um, this is something that, and he's also filed a protective order that he just doesn't want anyone being able to see because to his integrity, to his reputation. But it's also one thing that comes into court with that is, like Joel mentioned earlier, probative value versus prejudicial effects. And what kind of prejudicial effect will this have on Mr. Crafts um, in, in, a, in a possible future trial with certain jurors, media coverage, media attention, if that video is out there and seen for the public? So that's that's another reason why this defense attorney is not accepting a deal right away. And And I think it's important to put out for the listeners. Mr. Kraft was offered something called uh, like an alternative prosecution. It's mostly like a diversionary offer where if you would do some classes, some community service. Um, the one thing that's interesting to note with these types of charges, the solicitation of prostitution is if you actually admit the charge or plea to it, there's a $5,000 civil penalty that you must pay as well. That will be held against you. Um, so that's, it's very important to know if you get charged with this and you pleaded this.
2: And I think that's, and I think that's the crux, Albert, is I don't think Kraft, you know, talking about, you know, away from the legal to a sports uh, setting, I don't think, you know, in the deferred prosecution, it would require uh, Kraft to admit guilt. And I don't think he wants to do that for the NFL. Um, you know, I do not, you know, I do not think he wants to admit to a solicitation of prosecution as an owner. You know, they could come after him and eventually we saw what happened to uh, Donald Sterling. And, you know, I, I, that's kind of with Kraft, I don't think he wants to admit the guilt. So I, I think, you know, definitely they don't want the deferred prosecution. Um, you know, and I think they, they, they want to see if they can boot this video.
1: And if they can, like you said, Albert, I think it makes the uh, state's case very weak. Angela, we do have we have the motion to suppress in, in front of us. And, and one thing is I want to go through this with Joel. sir, And I want to bring up certain issues um, to our listeners. That's um, what the defense attorney is arguing, what arguments he's making um, so the public are aware of what actually Mr. Kraft, how he's trying to get this video evidence suppressed. And as a former prosecutor side of you, like what the prosecutors would do to try and like keep this evidence. And, and me and Joel, actually, I think uh, we have differing opinions on this because I'm actually in, of the opinion that I think the state's OK with this motion. I think this is no problem. The state will win this. No problem. And I think, Joel,
2: they very, they, they very well could. You know, I'm, I'm not saying they, it's an open and shut. But to start, Angelo, we kind of have to start with this, Um, you know, like we said, there's tons of different rules. So one of these like huge rules for video evidence, um, not only do we have to have probable cause, but to satisfy the Fourth Amendment for one of these judges issuing these warrants, there's like four different things you have to satisfy. Okay. Albert, do you just want to go through the four different things and just tell them? the four different things to start off with. And then we'll kind of give, you know, Albert, you'll give your arguments to why you (laughs) think they've, you know, satisfied. But let me just tell the the listeners too, the reason why with these video things, there's more requirements to have a warranted, you know, to to get a warrant, you need certain requirements for one of these video things is because we're not a totalitarian Orwellian state. And we don't, you know, in private businesses, we don't expect, you know, uh, video cameras going at all times for some police investigation. And if there is a police investigation, you know, they have to show, you know, above and beyond to, re- to get one of these things. Because again, you know, the framers of our constitution didn't, never wanted us to live in a police state. Does that kind of make sense, um, Angelo?
0: yeah absolutely it totally makes sense so what are these four things that have to be satisfied then
1: so one of these videos go ahead albert yeah yeah just so 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 attacking this motion to suppress these four things is what the defense attorney is arguing in regards to a search warrant and why he believes that um it, it should be invalid but number one is the judge issuing the warrant. Well,
2: it's, not just, it's not just a. Snor- it's not the search warrant. It's it's for the fact that they did this non audio video surveillance, correct. Uh, correct, Albert? Correct. Yes. It's, it's it's so for one of these non audio video surveillance, which is just a camera that's just record and record and and again, Angel, you have to remember, you know, this is constitutionally protected. We're not a, a police state. You know, the police, you know, the citizens have a right to be protected from the cops just putting a video camera. Let's say, every, you know, like in your dentist's office, you know, <laughs> you know, right. we have that. protection. They can do it, though. That's not to say they can't. But if they're going to do it, they have to show these four things.
1: Extra. You know what I'm saying? Extra. So the judge issuing the warrant must find that normal investigatory uh, procedures have been tried and failed or reasonably appear to be unlikely to succeed if tried or to be too dr- dangerous. So let's start with that one right now. That's number one.
2: Let's give, let's give them. So so I'll, I'll get the judge. Yeah, they, they must find that the normal investigative procedures have been tried and have failed or reasonably appear to be unlikely to succeed if tried or to be too dangerous. The warrant must contain a particular description of the type of activity sought to be videotaped and a statement of the particular offense to which it relates. The warrant must not allow the period of surveillance to be longer than is necessary to achieve the objective of the authorization or in any event longer than 30 days. And the warrant must require that the uh, surveillance be conducted in such a way as to minimize the the videotaping of activity not otherwise subject to surveillance. Um, so, so these are the four requirements for, for, you know, this continuous non audio uh, video surveillance. Um, and um, let's, let's go into it. Uh, Albert, um, let's give, give, give me some of the ways you'd, uh, um, you know, attack the way the
1: defense is, uh, you know, attacking your, you know, uh bringing the motion to stress well, how would you attack it's it? funny with one thing like when you talk about warrants that's what when warrants are generated and brought to a judge they have to be sought with particularity that means there's certain details in there that show a reasonable likelihood that some sort of crime or criminal activity is occurring so even the warrant in this case it detailed what was going on in these uh spas that there was um a possibility of human trafficking. And I don't want to get away from that point in this because the defense attorney in his motion tries to make it seem like these misdemeanor tra- charges are beneath the system to be able to do this. But it, this all ties into human trafficking. And human trafficking is a felony charge in Florida. What I mean by human trafficking, the solicitation of prostitution, why they were putting these videos and getting this warrant is because they're trying to not only just find the solicitors, the people that are actually paying for the sex, providing sex, they're they're looking at higher than that. They're looking at the human traffickers that are trafficking these women into these massage parlors and stuff of that nature. But that's when they're when they have this evidence, when they're surveilling and what's important to note. Um and trying to establish
2: it's so funny it, go ahead it's so funny though Albert it's so funny you say that though, and you know that's such the buzzword the human trafficking. but how many human traffickers did they really get? I remember i I, I saw I saw some article where you know there was it really wasn't tied in. these were all low level. Kind of people. I don't think they really crack the human trafficking ring. You know with what,
1: this, though, Joe, you know what though, that ties the, to the law. And as long as a state can tie or, or the cops can tie their investigation to the law in a more uh, public purpose.
2: But do you agree that they kind of jump in on buzzwords that get the public when you say human trafficking, sex trafficking, it's kind of like death tax. You know, it's it's something that gets the the public's ears and it kind of lets the cops you know, and I think that's what the defense kind of argues. Yeah, I you know, agree with you. Go ahead,
1: Angela. As a
0: layperson, I mean, from my perspective, this came across as a non-issue when it was Robert Kraft soliciting a prostitute. You didn't yes. think two things about it until you heard, oh, this is all tied into a human trafficking ring. Then people perk yeah. up and start to pay attention and go, OK, well, this this is something deeper than this. He didn't. You know,
2: and then when you actually get into it, there was no human trafficking element right. in this case right. with Robert Kraft. So it's just like, you know, and that's, you know, you know, whether it's the war on drugs, whether it's the war on terror, whether it's, you know, the, I, I feel like the cops have a way of kind of jumping on the hyperbole, the fervor and, you know, and, and cutting corners and doing stuff that's unconstitutional. And, you know, and if you can't tell in this country that they've eroded the Fourth Amendment, like the friggin Great Canyon was eroded, you know, (laughs) you you haven't been paying attention or you're just not. It's funny
1: that you mentioned the human trafficking element. And, Angelo, I have to commend this defense attorney, Mr. Goldberger, like very well in his motion, because the one thing I agree with is just because it seems like he's preparing for a trial. It seems like Mr. Kraft is not going to take. Um, respond. i not going to admit to this charge. He's not going to take any deal. So he's preparing for trial. And he mentioned human trafficking as one of the things talked about in this motion and how um, he believes that. And I agree with him on this. Actually, I agree that all this should be kept out that any mention of Mr. Kraft, Human trafficking or being a human trafficker, it's going to be highly prejudicial. highly prejudicial and yes. it's not yes. relevant and it doesn't come into court. Yeah. No way. So, that part yeah. of that motion that's going to the state should automatically stipulate to that. Now, if there was any evidence of him actually being one of those, it would have to be tied in and showed, then the state could use it. But there's absolutely none,
2: but there is the no- and there is none. Yeah, it's just absolutely not the you know the actual, what actually occurred. So, but it's yeah, funny I, getting I, I back I totally to what Joel
1: said. The defense in this case did make a constitutional argument, and um, one thing he stated was looking at these facts that there was no necessity. And he gets into the fact of that law enforcement plainly did not exhaust less invasive investigatory techniques or provide an adequate explanation for failing to do so. And things that he mentioned is there was no undercover work uh, there was no, uh, traditional pen traps or subpoenas, um, that could lead to a wiretap or video surveillance. And the one thing he mentioned was this thing, sneaky, sneak and peek techniques or, um, surveillance. Um, Joel, can you just talk about the sneak and peek a little bit, the surveillance?
2: Yeah, it's just where you put a hidden camera in a, a private establishment and, uh, you know, you just kind of let it go. And, uh, you know, that's that's, that's you know, to be honest, you know, we can get into a real, you know, real, um, real poignant, constitutional, just real strict and stuff. But then the, the people wouldn't understand. But basically, you know, Angelo, a lot of this just relies on is this reasonable? You know, and one of the things about this video is they were videoing people that, you know, were just getting massages. You know, that we're just getting naked and getting massages, no sex act. So those people, too, have a right to be safe in their person's places or things, don't they, Albert?
1: I'm I'm a, I'm I actually I'm I'm opposing you on this argument. I think well, getting in the speaking, <laughs> getting in. The sneak I, I sneak love when you argument. guys disagree. <laughs> no, the reason why I disagree <laughs> you know, is because, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of
2: you know, that's one of the things that he's, that he's going to argue is, you know, and over, you know, that they recorded nonstop everybody, you know, the warrant had no details about, Hey, you know, this should be only turned on when we get the code ward from the lady, you know, when happy ended, I want to, you know, I don't know what cracks are. Like, I want a super bowl. I want a Gronk 40. I don't know. You know, what? you know, some type of code ward. So they were just non, you know, basically they just put a camera up and there was no precaution. And, you know, the reason why, you know, regardless of this case, it's a public policy argument is we can't have cops just putting up videos without some type. And that's, you know, some type of, you know, some type of uh, precaution, some type of control. You know, to where they're only recording people that are doing crimes. That's why it says in this thing with this, with these issuing these video warrants, these sneak and peek warrants, they must find that the normal investigative procedures have been tried and have failed or reasonably appealed to be unlikely have tried to be too dangerous. In this case, they didn't try anything. They didn't talk to any of the people that work there. The only reason they got in is because they use the premise of this human sex trafficking with the so, owner.
1: So this peek um, and peek thing, you know, Angela, what happened is like what law enforcement normally do in these situations. And this has been going on since the 1970s. And it's funny, like the amount of warrants has increased year by year by year. And actually, Florida ranks. I actually looked this up today. So I did some research that Florida ranks number seventh, um, in in all the U.S. during this last 10 year period for the amount of warrants that have been issued by judges. In courts, and what's interesting with these sneak and peek ones are law enforcement officers might hire a handyman, an electrician, or someone to go into this establishment, maybe do a safety check or something, and install these hidden cameras because they believe, in their opinion, opinion that re, that criminal activity has been going on. So, in my opinion, from a state attorney's former state attorney's perspective, is because this investigation didn't just happen in Robert Kraft's um, massage parlor. This was around twenty different. Um, massage parlors, different counties, I believe, uh, Palm beach County Stewart, all, all those different counties were involved in this and there were multiple arrests made. There was a longer investigation that shows a lot of details, uh, that would, and then that's specified in the warrant that would give officers reasonable cause that these not only solicitation of prostitution was going on, but elements linking it to human trafficking, which is a more serious crime. Is it it reasonable? You know,
2: I have no problem with the cops doing this, but, you know, they have to, they, it, it has to, they have to have some safeguards, you know, it's okay for them to get this warrant, but then they have to go in and do a little bit of police work, you know, have the ladies, um, you know, send in somebody and have the ladies perform an act and then flip the lady. And then you have the lady as your, uh, you know, confidential informant, they didn't do any of this stuff. Something. And then even if, you know, I could, I could even see, you know, with the, the videos, but not just a continuous playing of the video where it's even people that aren't committing the act because it's a place where they're getting naked. And, you know, again, all of this stems is it's gotta be reasonable. We're not in a police state. So it's fine if a cop wants to get one of these warrants. We're just requiring them to do certain stuff, you know, to say, hey, you know, we're we're using these precautions so citizens' Fourth Amendments aren't going to be trampled on. That's all we're asking, you know. And we'll bounce this back to you. You know, let me bounce this back to
1: you. Compelling government interest. He argues there's no compelling government interest there. If I argue to you that the compelling government interest is that we want to stop human traffickers from. From doing this, and we also want to stop prostitution going on in Baltimore.
2: Yeah, then I'd say then I'd say let's go let's go work on human trafficking. This is not human trafficking. This is solicitation of prostitution. So yes, if you want to go deal with human trafficking, let's go to the cartels.
1: All right, but let me link this. Let me link this to drugs, though. It's just like if you're doing a drug investigation, you're going to start with the smaller guys, though, and then you're going to go for the guys that throw the bricks that do the, that do the, yeah,
2: but, but that's not. This it, is a normal drug flip, though, Albert. You know, you're not getting the craft, and then being like, "Okay, craft." You know, bring me to the top. You, this is, you know, we know we saw. That's the, a good defense the, attorney. That's a good. Hey, that's to, a good defense uh, attorney there. Yeah.
1: That's a good argument. Right. I can't come back yeah, on you on know, uh, gentlemen,
0: <laughs> I, I have a, I have an interesting question here. Do you think? Does your gut tell you that this was a trap that was set for prostitution that caught? Craft, or was this a trap that they were getting a buzz that Craft was going here, and that's why I this? I don't was think it had anything
1: up. to do with Craft. Honestly, I honestly don't think so. I think this was a huge investigation that was going on. There's been a lot of these um, massage parlors that give happy endings and different types of things out there, and they just want to cut that behavior out. And Craft just got caught in the he got okay. caught in the investigation. And and it's actually funny that. Oh, it's not funny, but it's just like they've had these investigations before, but they do them um, in and, and, and like they've done it on beaches. They've done done it in private houses. They've just done it in different places. And, and that's also why I think Mr. Kraft and his attorney, it's a good try, but it's not going to work in this case because then what precedent um are we going to set? or the courts going to set? And another reason why I don't think there was any chance of success, not that there's no chance because you never know what the judge is going to do. Um, but the defense attorney really only cited in this, he only cited U.S. like U.S. constitutional um, cases. He didn't cite any Florida law or any binding Florida law. And there's no case law out there that says, tells a judge, this is what the cops did wrong. that He needs to follow it.
2: Hey, Albert, you know, what, what you, I'll give Albert this. There is an overwhelming thing about sex trafficking. Um, you know, this is a big problem. You know, Angelo, your question, you know, I don't know if this was just like, uh, like Albert says, you know, like they do these stings for child pornography, um, um, child sex acts, child solicitation. They do this for, you know, solicitation of prostitution, too. They do these stings. So I don't know if they just did a big sting and he just got caught up on it in it. And they were just like, holy crud. You know, they just were reviewing the video and they were just like, geez, Louise, look who we got. So I, I don't really know. I don't. Know if it was purposeful or not. I can't really say. Um, I can say though that you know I have no problem with the cops. You know do, you know getting warrants for this type of video, especially for something this serious. But there there has to be you know all I ask you know for anybody is to you know handle the fourth you know handle the Constitution constitutional rights with care. You know, and cops, too, you know, they have such an important job, you know, uh, the cops, judges, um, you know, the judges that approve these warrants, you know, just to, you know, make sure, you know, make sure it's completely necessary, that it's not overly intrusive, that it's, you know, it's reasonable. And, you know, the fact that, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of people that didn't perform sex acts that are worried that their videos are going to be leaked. I don't think this was reasonable, you know. I think there's a couple ways you could attack it because there's people that weren't guilty of any crime that are scared that they're going to be shown naked to a bunch of different people because everyone wants the video because Robert Kraft's in it. Well, that's not fair.
1: And that's just, that's not fair.
2: And that's not, you know, justice. And that's not what this country is built on, but we've gone along. We've strayed, we've strayed a long way from that. Let
1: me bring up this one statement that the defense attorney made as a former prosecutor. I would read this sometimes. And when I would read statements like this, I'm like, you're whining, you're just trying to make an excuse and a judge is not going to go with you based on that. So one statement he puts in his motion is by no stretch of the imagination did law enforcement need to resort to secret, indiscriminative, continuous videotaping of private massage parlors in order to build a solicitation case around low level consensual sexual acts. To me, that former prosecutor, though, I'm thinking you're whining. You're just trying to make an excuse for what your client did and you're not taking responsibility for the yes, allegations. 100. So I see yeah, that. And I'm like, that's not backed up by any case law. That's not an argument. That's just you saying that they shouldn't have charged. I do no, It is. It- it's, it's the
2: first element of, you know, of the to satisfy one of these sneak and peek warrants is that the normal investigative procedures must have tried and have failed. And Albert, you have to realize the reason why this is so constitutionally important is, again, we are not an Orwellian video state where every move we're, we're scared of getting recorded. I mean, we are like that with everyone, their cell phones. Right, Angelo. But we don't <laughs> expect that. from the cops. We don't. And it's not fair to expect that from the cops. And like you said, Albert, there's certain circumstances where the cops have to. And that's fine. But they have to satisfy these four elements. And if they don't, they can't play ball. And one of them is normal investigative procedures have been tried. Dude, we can look at what happened. They didn't try any of these. They didn't try to flip any of the masseuses. They didn't try to put in any of, like you said, the pen. Like, they didn't try
1: anything, Albert. Well, let me ask you this then. So then should they drop every single one of these cases? if Mr. Kraft's um, motion goes through, then every single one of these cases and every single one of these jurisdictions where this investigation happened should be dropped. And, you know, that's not going to happen.
2: We But, but I'm, I don't feel like that should be the decision. I feel like the decision should be was this video? Is this video constitutional? Is this the precedent we want to set? Do we want a cops to be able to just record normal people not doing um, not doing illegal acts, getting naked? This isn't just playing basketball, Abbott. It's not like they just put a camera in a basketball court. I this is like a shower. So, are we just? Are we allowing, is this a public, a public policy issue now where we just want cops indiscriminately with no detail, with no other investigative work to be putting cameras in places where we're getting naked, where we're not performing anything illegal, where just so happens there's somebody doing something illegal. Okay. In your gym, because they're, they're selling steroids so they can put a camera and see me naked. Well, who's who's reviewing the camera? You know, like Albert. You know, the, the framers of our Constitution would puke. We're not in an Orwellian video state. You know, this is not sex trafficking. This is all under the guise of sex trafficking, and, and that's fine. You know, if they'd have done the normal investigative procedures, they didn't. So obviously, you know, this is what it is. I, you know, uh, I agree with you though. The judge, you know, might not agree with the state. You know, with the uh, defense, but. Okay. But then there's another
1: statement that I take too, And uh, when I read this statement, I'm just like, you don't know the law that you shouldn't be filing this and you're representing a very big media case. And then you talk about pretextual stops. And we know the law in Florida that pretextual stops are no longer the law. That was a long time ago. What does he mention in his motion in point six? For example, the traffic. We talked about, yeah, yeah, talk about pretext
2: last time with Rand. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that one. He says, for example, the yeah.
1: traffic stops discussed in the affidavit did not occur as described. And those stops themselves were unlawful because contrary to the affidavit's claims, they were pretextual encounters unsupported by reasonable suspicion that the driver had committed any infraction. So I don't mind him attacking the facts. Of the case, the allegations, and then you can go at the witness's credibility. You can go at that in the jury, and that goes to the weight of the evidence. But then there's certain arguments that I'm just like, back it up, show me some case law, show me something like some on point case law that gives you an advantage, and I don't see it.
2: What do you think? I want to know, Albert. Let me mm-hmm. number element number one. Um, do you think they satisfied it? Do you think they did the normal investigative procedures that do you think they should show that normal investiga- uh, investigative investigative okay. uh, procedures were well, tried let's and talk failed? About normal?
1: What is normal? Do I have to? Does a person have to be undercover? Is that a normal one?
2: You have to look. Normal, normal Investigative procedures, you have to look at the scenario in this scenario. It's very, very constitutionally protected. Why? Because we have people getting naked you know, that's something that is protected, isn't it, Albert? Wouldn't the framers of our Constitution, you know, value that highly? Places where we are in dress and undress?
1: showers. showers. I understand,
2: yeah, I understand um, that. I, know, know. I
1: understand that argument completely, but
2: yeah. A power that, so what's normal,
1: you know, see, in a place necessarily where people are think, I don't necessarily think we would see, the jury would see that. I think that stuff would be um, redacted out. I think the Important thing that would come into evidence here is the exchange of the cash. That's the only thing, really, the state is intending to prove. That's the only relevant thing that happens here is that he exchanged cash for a, for a sexual act.
2: Well, if, if, well, if, well then you're you have, have to show to, the sex. Act right, that too, would be, have the to sex be shown sex on video, too.
0: So if, if this motion to suppress the evidence fails and the video gets shown, how do they argue out of that then? I mean, that's, that's oh, well, it's,
2: it's easy. The, the, the hundred dollars was a tip that it was consensual. They don't have the woman turn. The woman wasn't a confidential informant. So we don't okay. know if she's going to be a witness for the state. Um, you know, Robert Kraft could just like her and they could just have an agreement, um, you know, to have sex and the money was for something else. You know, he's just okay. a good guy. And, you know, you, you know, you always, you know, you know, <laughs> You hate to say it, but, you know, you kind of tell, you know, as a defense attorney, don't tell me how you're guilty. Tell me how you're innocent. So, you know, there's always, uh, um, you know, ways to, to go about it. But it will just, you know, it will make the case so much harder. They need this video out. You know, if they do not have this video. yeah, in, The video is out. Angelo, this case is
1: oh, it's a slam dunk. That's it. This case is going to get dropped. Like, that's it. Like he's going to the case goes away. But from the other side of you, if and Mr. Kraft has really good character, that's the one thing. He's been known as one of the best owners in, in football. He's done so much charity work. I mean, you have to understand what's also happened to him. He's lost his wife in the last few years. It's not like he whether what happened morally, that's something totally separate with this. But one thing as a defense attorney you might do is you might build a case on his character. And you can bring character witnesses. Mr. Kraft doesn't have any convictions or anything that can be used against him. So you might have care, show what a great person he is in the community, why he would never do something like this. And maybe the defense builds a case that, yeah, this was given as a tip. And it was two days before the AFC championships day and then the day before that he was very stressed out that his team's not as good as it has been before. He's pay- playing Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, who is one of the best quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, that the money wasn't for MVP.
2: Yeah. 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 You can, there's so many things. The money wasn't for the sex act. The money was for, for something completely unrelated. And the fact that they didn't have the lady as an informant, you know, you can, but you have to see, you know, what you'd, we'd have to look at the state's witness list and see, you know, uh, you know, is the masseuse going to testify? Cause if she's going to come up to the stand and say, he gave me a hundred dollars to give him oral sex, you know, it's kind of hard. That's going to be hard to beat, you know? Right. But you know, you have to, you'd have to see it have to all play out, but if you can get this video, um, out, then, you know, you know, the, 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 uh, You know, there's not necessarily the masseuse going to testify. And it doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to take a deal later. If he
1: loses this motion, he very well might take pretrial diversion or something because there's always the risk of trial.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but I've been in. I, I don't know if you've done this to a defense attorney like me. I've had state attorneys tell me. If you file one motion yeah, on this case, that, they give you that trial that, tax or that motion tax. That. And that
1: it, it's that's another episode, Angela. but it annoys me so yeah. much. And I just going to court today, even seeing yeah. some of the people, I, it just, it annoys me that that still happens. And, you know, I commend the defense attorney in this case and Mr. Kraft for standing up for what he believes in. And he believes he's not guilty. He believes he's done nothing wrong. And I don't blame him. He's he's a single man. He's not married right now. And his he was getting a massage. That's his argument. And also, he wants to attack this. He believes it was intrusive into his privacy and that the government did an illegal search, an illegal warrant. And it's well within his defense attorney's right to file this. And you have to file this because yeah. if you don't file it, you're not doing your job. Yeah, it's well within his constitutional right.
2: Yeah, agreed. It's well within his constitutional rights to try to exclude this evidence because he feels like it's unreasonable. It wasn't a reasonable search. So it's more power to him and we'll see how it
1: plays out. I think there's good arguments in here. It's a well-written motion. I just don't think, reviewing the case law, I wish there was something in Florida as well on points. And I just don't agree with all of his arguments.
2: Yeah, and I agree with Albert on that. I feel like with these motions to suppress, unfortunately, I feel like the state has more of the, the they they get more of the leeway. I feel like the defense has to like, almost like, 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 like do like above and beyond, like, they almost have to just like, you know, they almost have the burden. And that's not necessarily the way I think it's supposed to be. But I just think that's the way it kind of plays out, especially in these, uh, you know, these kind of low level cases. Um, You know, I think that's kind of how it plays out with these motions to suppress that the state always has
1: a little bit of an advantage. Um, And the defense has to climb up a higher hill. What do you think about that, Albert? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Joel, because, is what really important to note for our listeners is that when a defense attorney files a motion, the judge will pretty much ask the state attorney, like, do you accept the motion? Do you believe that they're standing to file this motion? And if the state attorney accepts that responsibility, it's your burden then to defend the motion. You've got to beat it. So pretty much you put on the evidence, you prove that this is why that defense's like, motion is flawed okay. or whatnot. So... I would like I would bring witnesses on like for this motion, the state attorney on this case will bring witnesses. They'll probably bring the detective. They'll authenticate the video. They'll bring the like the judge will will see the video. He's going to see it in this pretrial motion and he's going to listen to arguments from both sides. He's going to read the case law and he's going to listen to the evidence presented through the witness testimony and through the video evidence and through the search warrant and all that. Then he's going to make a determination after all of that whether any of these and, defense motions and the, points and I want to make
2: a, a statement the 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 magistrate or the un, you know the judge or the magistrate that issued the warrant is not this judge you know it's a different judge that issued this warrant so this judge will be reviewing what another you know uninterested judge or magistrate did in issuing the warrant does that make sense yeah absolutely so he's that's one of the huge th- you know in this thing because it is a warrant It was a warranted thing. You know, that will be a huge, huge thing that the judge is looking at, Um, you know, was this was this warrant um, legal? And there's certain things because of this sneak and peek nature and and, you know, the way they did it. You know, there's certain things that they have to, you know, case law, they have to satisfy. And we'll see what the judge says. It's going to be interesting.
1: Angela, let me ask you this. As a, as a lay person, though, like from what you've heard from both of us today, taking the football fans out of it, taking the Eagle fandom out of it. Yes. What, 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 who would you side with? Honestly, like what would you decide right now based on what you've heard? Do you think that the evidence should be suppressed or the video evidence, or do you think it should come in?
0: I, I mean, my gut tells me that it would still go in. I mean, hearing both sides of the argument, I would still imagine that it would go in. And, and I do get I get both sides of it. And and Joel made a lot of convincing arguments about you. You wouldn't expect this to be an Orwellian situation where we're constantly being recorded. But you, I, I would have to imagine that that evidence would still get brought in i mean may, again i'm a lay person so i could be completely wrong in this but
2: i, I would tend you know, to you, guess you know, you're probably not. you're probably not angela you're probably not wrong um you know like i said in these motions to suppress um i think the defense has a huge hill to climb you yeah. know so it's going to be very tough to keep it out i just feel like they have made i don't feel like this is one of those you know motions to suppress where it's not backed up by anything. Do you agree with that, Albert?
1: It may, the defense makes. This is a valid valid motion. Yeah. It's a valid motion. He has a chance.
0: I, I have an off the wall question for you guys to end this. So we're wrapping up. But something dawned on me when I'm following this case that I I, I wanted to take to you, too. Let's say my name's Joe Schmo when the craft list came out. So when the media first got a hold of Robert Kraft's name being on the list of people who were arrested in this prostitution sting. His name was released on a sheet of paper with all the other guy's name, or at least a grouping alphabetically of people who were near K for craft. So I was thinking to myself, if I'm on that list and I'm appearing on that, that got shared everywhere. Now, typically, you guys would be able to correct me. I've never been arrested for prostitution, so I would know. But typically, <laughs> this is something that gets put into the local paper or uh, on the local website right this isn't anything that would be brought to this national level if i'm on that list who do i go after if my name is now out in the media spotlight because i'm in with Kraft, am i able to go after somebody like Kraft or go after the police for how they're handling this or the media
2: that's an interesting question You could go after the prosecution if it was malicious prosecution. But if the if the prosecution, you know, if the prosecutors are bringing a charge, you know, and have enough information, have issued a valid arrest, it's public record. And I'm
1: glad. So, I mean, I mean, it's uh, it's it's public public record record. because the Florida sunshine laws also. State pretty much that police investigations that are ongoing, that are happening, this evidence that comes in, all this stuff is public record, and it's there for the public to see. That's how you know when these sting investigations come out. That's why they're not arrested right away. They're non-arrest cases. They just have warrants or notices of appear to show up in the courtroom, and then once that's the place, and you have the public record, it's out there. It's out there, and the public can see it. And there's nothing you can do about it. So you can try malicious prosecution. He said is a great point.
2: Yeah, is go to court and have your day in court and be found. You know, you get a good criminal defense team like me and Albert and be found, you know, not guilty. And that's kind of what you can do, Angelo, you know.
0: Yeah, as a lay person, I just looked at that and I was like, wow, I would imagine that a person who I mean, look, you did the crime. Obviously, it's public record. It's put out there. But a normal person would not expect to have this taken to this level. A celebrity would.
2: But yes, a normal and they, person would they, not expect to, to have 2 million they, tweets on their arrest. Yeah, yeah they, they kind of got bad. You know, they got, they got bad luck that Kraft was on their team, so to speak. You know, if Kraft wasn't involved, <laughs> you know, none, none of these people would have been relevant at all. Um, but, you know, they just they had bad luck that uh, Kraft, Kraft was in, in this investigation because it just brought a big um, spotlight, but these, like, like Albert said, again, average man, you're on point today, Bubba, like always, but you know, these investigations are going on all over, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just this one, you know, became so, uh, public and so, uh, recognizable because who, who was involved, you know, maybe the most successful owner in NFL history, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, so maybe maybe the most successful owner in NFL history is involved. So Jupiter, Florida gets a little bit of, you know, a little bit of spotlight. So, you No, know,
1: Angelo, as a, as a diehard Jets fan, I would still represent Mr. Kraff. And I would still take this case because I still think he has valid <laughs> arguments. I still think he has a good chance at trial.
2: Albert, you're going to make a great defense attorney. You see, we can't. Defense attorneys don't let NFL allegiance t- hold them back. Absolutely down. not. Um I mean, <laughs>
1: I'm proud of you, <laughs> Bubba. I'm proud of you.
2: <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well I any final
0: thoughts before we wrap this episode up?
1: That was a great show, guys. Great show.
2: Yeah, I have none. That was that was a great, great, great topic
0: excellent guys well thank you everyone for listening to our latest episode of the know your rights podcast be sure to share and follow us and if you have any questions of your own feel free to send us in you can email us at beoslaw at gmail.com b-e-o-s-l-a-w at gmail.com thank you everybody have a good day
1: good night everyone enjoy the tournament good night everybody
0: Thank you for listening to the Know Your Rights Podcast with Orlando attorneys Albert Bazzotti and Joel Osborne. For more information, feel free to reach out to them on the web at beoslaw.com, B-E-O-S-L-A-W.com or call them at 407-421-1535.